the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you on a frigid, cold Saturday morning. It's got to be, not got to be, it is the coldest day of the season so far. Whatever season this is, I haven't quite figured out if we are supposed to be in spring, summer, Eh, not quite summer. Fall, winter, what are we dealing with right now? Well, today it's definitely frigid winter weather. If you think about it, it's like 13, 14 degrees out right at this moment and bitter, bitter cold when you're at 13 degrees. And what we are looking at for the high now today, I saw 24 degrees. So, Make sure to stay warm, stay cozy inside, and don't let yourself get too chilled out and about. And if you do have to go out and about, make sure that you're driving safely because the roads are predictably icy outside. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number if you'd like to join in to the festivities. You can text into the show on the 710-KNUS app on your smartphone. Name in town. Name in town if you wish to text in, please. And, of course, 24-7-365 email. Yours truly. Feel free to do so. Two ways to do that. One, 710knus.com. Go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page there. And, of course, there's my website, jimmysangenberger.com. And keep in mind, there's no A-I or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is easy. Again, all E's all the time. So today we've got lots of open time for you to join into the conversation. Again, 303-696-1971, our telephone number coming up at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. My good friend, entertainer, voice actor Jimmy Viles is going to come on for some post-Thanksgiving fun as we go down memory lane for some stories and experiences that he's had. It's going to be a good time catching up with Jimmy with an I-E on the program. And we've got lots of news to discuss. We, of course, of course, had the release of a couple dozen hostages so far by Hamas in an exchange between Israel and Hamas, where somehow Israel always ends up releasing significantly more captives than the terrorists do. Israel agreeing to return 150 Palestinian prisoners, while Israel gets 50 hostages released, and I think like 13 of them are from Thailand, 10 10 of them, we'll double check the numbers in a bit, from Thailand, and then the others are Israeli. No Americans among those who've been released, but I do believe, I have seen that one, the oldest released, 
An Israeli woman, 85 years old, survived the Holocaust and then survived Hamas, which is just a remarkable, powerful, powerful story. But first, I want to go back to last weekend. There are a few things I've wanted to share here on the program about the special session. I know there was a lot of chatter on the station throughout the week on what happened at the legislature, both from the standpoint of the Democrats doing exactly what we anticipated, which was completely circumventing the will of the people. When we voted down Prop HH unequivocally by 20 percentage points, 20 percentage points, and yet they go to the legislature and they say, we're going to basically do Prop HH. It's just going to be for one year instead of an extended period of time. And we're going to use some of the Tabor refund money to go toward an earned income tax credit program. As an example of one thing that Tabor refunds were never intended for, but lo and behold, the all-knowing, all-powerful legislature has decided to move ahead with exactly that sort of scheme. But then, of course, you had the anti-Semitic antics of both Tim Hernandez, who we've talked about on this program since before he won the vacancy committee. In fact, we were on the air the day of the vacancy committee talking about him and the prospect of him going down to the legislature. And of course, last weekend, what does he do? He replaces the American flag with the Palestinian flag because he wants to stand in solidarity. And then later, when there was a protest in the gallery, on Sunday and Monday, I think both those days, he was in solidarity with them as well. But of course, the most significant example of the outrageous anti-Semitism that we saw at the legislature that was so brazen and aggressive as to be just astonishing was Elizabeth Epps, state representative from Denver who represents a heavily Jewish district. And she ended her speech this way. And those of us who want to support both Colorado kids, saying, if Gazan children, if saying that phrase makes you that upset, then I'm, then it's even more important that I say it. In our thousands, in our millions, free Palestine. Throughout a 45-minute screed diatribe, she consistently reiterated ideas of genocide and ethnic cleansing being undertaken by Israel against the Palestinians. Now, there are a few things that I think are important about this genocide piece to mention. I spoke now just over a week ago when I was doing the three to four slot, which I'll be back doing all this week, by the way with Rabbi Jonathan Hausman, who's always a, a tremendous guest, one of my favorite guests. And we talked about the absurdity and the anti-Semitic nature of the claims of genocide and ethnic cleansing. And he noted 
this. I said, I pointed out that the claims of Israeli genocide is really a modern day repackaging of what's called the blood libel trope from the Middle Ages. And he agreed, saying it is a replacement for that. It's one and the same thing because Israel becomes the Jew of the world. And the Luis D. Brandeis Center has also noted this. Since ancient times, Jews have been falsely accused of killing Gentiles for ritual purposes. Today, echoes of this blood libel can be heard in allegations that Jews, especially in Israel, kill young Gentile children for military or political purposes or in service of genocide. Which is why you also saw 150 Jewish Democratic leaders, including Attorney General Phil Weiser, in an open letter back on Tuesday, say the following, equating a military response to a terrorist attack as ethnic cleansing, genocide, or colonizing is not only inaccurate, it is downright dangerous. And it is indeed that. Now, I don't want to talk so much about the 45 minutes that she spoke. I do want to play a little bit of Representative Ron Weinberg, who gave a very powerful speech that was interrupted. And some of the things that were said by the one who did the interrupting, Representative Elizabeth Epps, are worth hearing. The speech itself was bad enough. It got terrible up in the gallery. But here is Representative Ron Weinberg. You might have heard it this week. It is one of those speeches that you cannot get enough of. I hate the war in the Middle East. I hate that people are dying. And I know all of you do too. I am a Jew. And through the country right now, that is not an easy thing to say. You've heard me in this chamber. I have surviving Holocaust grandparents. I came from atrocities committed I am a byproduct of destruction and hatred to the world. And all I've done my entire life, including in this chamber, is try to bring peace and understanding to different ideas. There will be no commentary from the gallery. The ignorance, the ignorance shown. Representative Weinberg, hold on for one moment, please. If there is another disturbance from the gallery, I will ask people to be removed from the gallery. Representative Weinberg. The ignorance shown is what hurts me the most. We have to come back to being Americans. Representative Weinberg, please hold for one moment. The House will stand in recess. Those outbursts weren't from some random protesters. Those outbursts were from an elected state representative, one Elizabeth Epps, who kept insisting you're out of order while 
He had the floor. Representative Ron Weinberg had the floor. But what she said up in the gallery was extraordinarily revealing, especially when we already knew that she was anti-Semitic. And how do we know this? Because of past tweets that she had put out, past criticisms from entities like anti-Semitism, StopAntiSemitism.org, which when she ran for the state house said, don't elect her. She's terrible. She's talked, said these various anti-Semitic statements, including from the river to the sea, which means, of course, the eradication of Israel and supplanting that with a Palestinian state. Well, here's a little bit of Elizabeth Epps ranting when State Representative Chris DeGuy Kennedy, who is the Speaker Pro Tem of the House, went up there to talk to her and try to to get her to calm down just a, just a little bit. Decorum? Do you know how racist that language is? That they ask about decorum is racist. Instead of any actual justice or peace. We are. He said to me, he said to me, I'm fucking done with you. When I was talking about Gaza children. I don't disagree that that was inappropriate for him to say. I don't disagree that that was inappropriate. Because you wouldn't dump this parade of like using just doubling down on the white privilege. Doubling down on the white privilege. This is disgusting. And the image of Democrats standing with, I'm not, I'm not Gideon Levy. I'm not Finkelstein. I don't get to claim those stories. But when we hear you invoke a Holocaust in preparation to defend another one. You invoke a Holocaust in preparation to defend another one. She is saying that Israel is committing a Holocaust against Palestinians. What is it I just said about the modern day blood libel trope? And then she really got nasty toward two Jewish members of the legislature. Let's start with Ron Weinberg, the Republican, who was down on the floor at the well of the House. It's not like water for anyone. I'm trying to pass this bill. Then, then, then ask the fascists to get out of the well. Okay. Okay. Is he going to talk about the well? Or is that the... Oh, the fascist to get out of the well. So first she accuses Jews, Israelis, of committing a Holocaust. Then she says this Jew, Ron Weinberg, is a fascist. By the way, the Nazis were fascists who committed the Holocaust, killing six million Jews. Then she took it out on a Democratic Jew. Representative Mike Weissman. Can you make him leave? Can you step away? The way you have failed in She insists that a Jewish member of the Democratic Party who was up there at the gallery leave the gallery because the gallery suddenly become her space. By the way, the gallery has taken over the entirety of what's happening in the House of Representatives at that moment. And she doesn't want the Jew in the gallery because he's failed and shamed us or something. I asked this in my column yesterday in the Denver Gazette, legislators' aggressive bigotry betrays Thanksgiving ideals. Are Jewish members not allowed to speak? 
In the world of Representative Elizabeth Epps, are Jewish members not allowed to speak? Because that's what it seems like. Representative Weinberg was able to get back onto the floor and uh, was interrupted again. To talk about the bill, you still haven't given the parameters. What is latitude? Give us clear boundaries, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem. And it just went on. You get the feel. Another piece. Why don't you go sit with the people advocating the I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and call it back to order. I'm going to give them leeway. I will try to rein it in. What does leeway mean? What are they allowed to talk about? I will try to rein it in. You you cannot. That tribe. Oh my God. You tried to talk about genocide. You tried to draw nexus to genocide. I tried? Again, her fellow Democrats would have voted to keep her in slavery. She's half black. It's just unhinged. And one of the big problems here that we have and that we see in terms of these disruptions is whether it's Tim Hernandez or Elizabeth Epps or Tay Anderson on the school board or whomever. You have these people who get elected to office and they keep thinking and acting as though they are activists, political activists, meant to make a point, not to legislate. But remember, Tim Hernandez once said, you can't legislate away white supremacy, which is the primary project of what he wants. And yet he said, you can't legislate it away. So you need these performative antics. It is just astonishing. And to hear Representative Speaker Pro Tem DeGray Kennedy try and reason with her. But, of course, the left is in a box because they buy into this oppression Olympics. Oh, let's be very cautious and careful about how we approach certain people who are deemed to be oppressed. He can't just go up there and say, look, you are out of order, you're out of line, you're acting inappropriately and wrong. Instead, he's trying to say, I'm trying to understand your passion. I'm trying to reason with you. I'm trying to get, it's nonsense. But they put themselves in a box that it means that they, they've given such a license to these people to act out and do these outbursts and to act more and more aggressively. This is the biggest problem of letting the anti-Semitism run amok on college campuses and everywhere else. Because then the more they they push the envelope, the more and more they get away with it, the more and more they're going to be willing to act like that and worse. Where is the moral fortitude 
perhaps they are concerned about the fact that Elizabeth Epps claims the mantles of moral superiority, and she said it in her speech multiple times, the right side of history. But let's be clear about something. Elizabeth Epps embodied the exact opposite of those things, promoting the most visceral kind of hatred, bigotry, and intolerance. And it is unacceptable, and there should be no room for it, no tolerance for it whatsoever. More on this when we return. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. Give us a call, 303-696-1971. You can text into the show as well on the 710KNUS app on your smartphone. Keep it right here. The Jimmy Sangenberger Show just getting started. News Talk 710KNUS. Coming back on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, our ceremonial Christmas bumper music kickoff, always first with Perry Como doing There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays. Let's listen another moment, Kelly Michaels. They were talking over Thanksgiving about how there aren't any Thanksgiving songs. But this one, to me, is kind of that transition. You know, the holidays start with Thanksgiving. Then it's okay to start decorating for Christmas, putting up your Christmas tree, and listening to Christmas music. It's okay after Thanksgiving. Maybe Thanksgiving Day. But there isn't really a Thanksgiving song, except there's no place like home for the holidays. Really feels like it fits, and it's that nice transition. And especially when you listen to the Perry Como version, it just puts you in a mighty fine mood, especially on a frigid, cold Saturday morning when it is 13 degrees out. The only thing I didn't do for the bumpers today, because now we're in Christmas bumper season, is plug in Warmer Days by Blues Traveler, which talks about how much better the warmer days are. I'm into warmer days, John Popper sings. Welcome back to the Jimmy Singenberger Show. News Talk 710-KNUS. We've been talking less chipperly so far this morning about what happened in the Colorado legislature last weekend when at the end on Monday, Elizabeth Epps, state representative from Denver, went all out on visceral, aggressive anti-Semitism. And it was horrifying. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and call it back to order. I'm going to give them leeway. I will try to rein it in. What does leeway mean? What are they allowed to talk about? I will try to rein it in. You, you cannot. That try. Elizabeth, you oh talked about Gaza. Tried you talked about genocide. You tried to draw on this. I tried? You, you know I tried? You, you know you stressed. You know you broke the rules. I know that you all deploy what you call rules. I know you all would have voted to keep my black ass in Oh. Because it was inconvenient and comfortable, but you would have tried to understand. That is Elizabeth Epps talking with the Speaker Pro Tem, Chris DeGray Kennedy, up in the gallery, where she also insisted, well, really, that the Jews in the legislature shouldn't get to speak. It's not like hearing water for anyone. I'm trying to pass this bill. Then, then, then ask the fascists to get out of the way. The fascist to get out of the well, and then Democrat colleague that was in response or regards to Republican Ron Weinberg, and then talking about Democrat Mike Weissman, who was up there in the gallery 
during this whole discussion? I don't think that's the right word for it, but whatever it was. Like, this girl is going to be on this field. Can you step away? Can you make him leave? So take the fascist Jew out of the well, take the Democrat Jew out of the gallery where she's holding court and taking over the legislature. Listener text coming in the 710K in US app. Jimmy, this woman is astounding to me. She calls out being a racist to others, but it's totally blind that she is doing the exact same thing. That was horrifically horrible. May God open our eyes to truth. Every Christian is indebted to the Jewish people. We wouldn't have our religion. May God bless this man and the other one that was a Democrat, so Weinberg and Weissman, that was a Jew. In my opinion, she should be totally ashamed of herself. I need to be praying for her. What a nice reminder, especially during the Christmas season, of praying for your enemies and praying for those with whom you are deeply in disagreement or with those for those whom you oppose good morning from nebraska jimmy uh, it's jacqueline um and she notices i would i would have drug elizabeth epps out of there by the hair yeah i mean it was just astonishing and as i said before the brazenness here and then another text surprised she didn't call him a racist fascist All labels for phony morality. And let's be clear on the phony morality piece, because there is, you listen to that, anything that we have played, and you hear a sense of moral superiority. I am better than everybody else. I am taking the right stand. I am on the right side of history, and I oppose genocide. An ethnic cleansing, the new Holocaust. What? Again, that is anti Semitism to the extreme in the legislature. Something like we have never seen before. And there was this sense, too, about okay, the Democrats are in Looney Tunes land. Right? They're, they're crazy. Look at these crazy Democrats. And I was just like, okay, glad to see the contrast. Republicans standing there. You got Ron Weinberg giving the powerful speech that we played earlier. You have the Republicans standing behind him. Most of the Democrats standing up in the legislature as he spoke. Good to see. And I was pleased with the Republicans standing up for Tabor and the the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights and the will of the people as expressed in the beginning of the month, on November 7th, when we resoundingly said no to their Proposition HH scheme. But then... Not two days later, I get an email from the Colorado Republican Party that makes me go, why couldn't we have craziness on the left just for a week, let them be spotlighted before we have to shoot ourselves in the foot with nonsense? 
Colorado GOP. From Ron Hanks, chairman, Colorado GOP Ballot and Election Security Committee. Statement to 2023 election canvas boards. Canvas boards are the ones I served on it twice in Arapahoe County. The ones who review the information and certify an election. They go through and they do pre-election testing and certify that the equipment is okay to use. Then they do the post-election audit and then go in and do canvas board, uh, the canvassing part, where the canvas board that's represented the Republican Party, represented the Democratic Party, and the county clerk and recorder sign off on the election results and say, okay, here's now the final tally and we accept this. And it says in this email, quote, As chairman of the Colorado GOP Ballot and Election Security Committee, I cannot, all caps, recommend county canvas board certify this most recent Colorado election held 7 November 2023. The reasons are self-evident. By the way, anybody who understands self-evident from our founding documents, no, you don't lay out the explanation when you use self-evident because the evidence is contained within the proposition that you are putting forth. Like, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Self-evident within the proposition. He didn't go on Jefferson and explain why it was self-evident. It was self-evident. But in these supposedly self-evident reasons that have to be explained, nothing has changed since the 2020 elections. The voting equipment is the same. Uncertified Chinese-built electronics with built-in Internet capability. These are certified, for starters, by the way. They are not secure by any national security definition of the word. Absolute drivel. Number two, Colorado's voter rolls remain a playground for election manipulators. Despite Judicial Watch's lawsuit and victory over Soros-funded partisan hack, Jenna Griswold, Colorado's dismal Secretary of State. I will give him that Jenna Griswold is a partisan hack, dismal Secretary of State, and Soros-funded. She's been president of the Democratic Association of Secretaries of State, which takes money from George Soros. So that is very true. As an example, please consider the 30,000 non-citizens who were sent notices and instructions on how to register and vote by Jenna Griswold and her team. Big blunder. I criticized it at the time. Worthy of criticism, for sure. Uh, Not an example in any way to dismiss results of a county's election. Just not. As a result of the rules changes, this is number three, the canvas boards have been rendered irrelevant by Colorado Secretary of State. They are effectively a facade of citizen oversight and a rubber stamp. Under new rules, canvas boards review and sign off on two computer-generated tallies, both unverifiable. And as the rules read today, any canvas board concern can be ignored and overturned by the Secretary of State by fiat. So... You don't like the potential, and I don't either, that a canvas board could be overturned, so don't certify. And let Jenna Griswold overturn it if necessary. I just, we've moved on, most people, from 
This, particularly in Colorado, let's set aside Pennsylvania and Georgia and any other state that you have complaints about or concerns about. Colorado is quite clear cut. And this is nonsense coming from the Colorado GOP that makes the party look like damn fools. Right after the Democrats look like absolute damn fools. Do you know how racist that language is? That they ask about a, a semblance of civility instead of any actual justice or peace. I just don't get it. It's mind boggling to me. How you give that license and be like, okay, two days later, we're going to bring our own stuff forward like this and literally tell counties, county canvas board reps for the Republican Party, just don't accept the results for this reason, that reason. They do bring up Ron Hanks. That since we won Prop HH so big, we shouldn't pursue this and press the issue. Yeah, to me. It's quite clear that it helps to prove the legitimacy of the system that we have in Colorado. Now, this is no surprise coming from the Colorado GOP, but it is disappointing and it is extraordinarily frustrating. Your thoughts, 303-696-1971, text in the 710K and US app on your smartphone. Just let the Democrats be the crazy ones. And that's just fine. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. You're listening to The Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710 KNUS. Oh, yeah. At last, we can play at a little winter wonderland as it's sort of a winter wonderland outside. Not yet 20 degrees today, down about 13, 14. It's Etta James doing Winter Wonderland as we continue the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. From here on out until Christmas, the best Christmas bumper music known to man right here at 710 KNUS. Just one final thing on this Colorado GOP statement from the Ballot and Election Security Committee and Chairman Ron Hanks. They bring up Prop HH and say, well, we don't want to, we're going to still complain and say don't certify the election results for three bogus reasons, even though, or bases, even though we saw a 20-point win for defenders of the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, and we don't want the local county Republican Party representatives on the canvas board to certify election results in their county for November 7th. And I'm thinking, okay, we have this resounding victory for Tabor. Why do you essentially want to undermine that victory for Tabor? Undermine the case for Republicans. Oh, you could say, well, we still sort of believe the results, but we don't want you to accept the results formally. No, that doesn't fly. 
You undermine. The minute you don't certify results for this November 7th election, you undermine that. All that really is at play here is an ideological clinging to the election was stolen narrative in Colorado. Again, forget about the rest of the country. In Colorado. And so that's the only thing you care about, and everything else gets set aside. So why bother? Why bother? Voting in an election. If, and, and actually encouraging folks to get out the vote, as Republicans did before November 7th. Get out the vote. Go vote against Prop HH. Why bother with that? If you're just going to come out and say, well, we don't want you to accept the results. Jeff from Littleton. Instead of slamming Colorado Republicans for questioning elections run by known Democrat Marxists, I'd like to hear you slam so-called Republicans Faye Griffin and Kirsten Kafer for stabbing us all in the back for trying to keep Trump off the ballot by using the big insurrection lie. We will get to the 14th Amendment failure a little later. So don't worry. Yeah, shame on Krista Kafer, shame on Faye Griffin, shame on that whole group for that lawsuit. And Mario Nicholas, the attorney for that, is a Lincoln Project lawyer, and he was Leslie Harrod's attorney when she went after a small citizens group because they were critical of her in their newsletter. So yeah, they're going to get slapped, but you know what? Somebody needs to call out on the right the Colorado Republican Party for undermining everything that they were doing before November 7th. Just nonsense. You got to do it. Now let's have some fun. Jimmy Viles on the other side, entertainer, voice actor extraordinaire. Keep it here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.